introducing Minor Wisdom Quintet. It's unbearable at times, but anyway, speaking of hot, <laughs> uh, it's awkward. I've got Aaron Moore on this week. Aaron wouldn't mind that joke. She's, uh, well, not that it's a joke. Now I've just dug myself into a hole. I'm sorry, Aaron. You would, of all people, you'd, you'd appreciate the humor behind me hitting on you on the podcast. But anyway, hey, Aaron, how you doing? Uh, what's your sign? So uh, I've got Aaron Moore on the podcast this week. Super excited uh, that she agreed to come on and I've had a few people say hey you've got to have Aaron on because she's just a riot she's very funny uh, that's a lot to live up to so I hope you guys kind of agree with those people after you listen to this interview but Aaron was a, a, a lot of fun to have on and I really appreciate it a little peek behind le curtain as they say in Spanish um, I am actually recording this intro the Wednesday of the week of this episode. So uh, I, this is before Texas Thespians. Actually, it's Thursday. See, I don't even know my days. But it's Thursday before this episode drops, before the Sunday that it normally drops. And the reason I'm recording it early is because all of my equipment will be used this weekend for the Texas Thespians professional development, which I'm super stoked about. Uh, we've got Renee, Crystal, Julio coming in to teach on Saturday, uh, Julia Crone talking to people on Friday, and you can still register for the Fort Worth and Bastrop, which is really the Austin one, but the, the Fort Worth slash Dallas and uh, the uh, Bastrop slash Austin locations, you can still register for those if you are so inclined, but they're uh, using my equipment since it's me and Mandy working this stuff, so I could have come on here and said like, oh man, what a great week of PD and lied to you uh and i mean it could be a great wikipedia it, if it is a great wikipedia then it's because i put it together if this weekend just absolutely bombs then you can send your emails to mandy.tapia at thespiantexasthespians.org but anyway uh, also something else i wanted to quickly discuss or maybe not discuss but just kind of mention does it feel like and i've already said this by the way if i have fast forward but does it feel like a lot of people are either leaving the profession or switching schools this year. It feels to me that I'm constantly seeing people post, hey, I'm at a new school, or hey, I'm leaving education, or something like that on Facebook. Maybe I'm friends with too many Texas theater teachers, but I just feel like this year especially, a lot of people are changing. And now I know that that there were a lot of people that talked about before we kind of went into the 2020-2021 school year that they you know, feel like there's going to be a lot of change. I know a lot of band directors were talking about that, at least the band director friends that I have about there's going to be a lot of change, but I guess I just don't understand why. I mean, obviously, hypocritically speaking, obviously I'm changing too, but I wasn't necessarily seeking out uh, a different job, a, a career change, or not a career change, but a, a school change. But uh, this opportunity for me just came along and I couldn't pass it up because it's kind of like the best opportunity you could possibly ask for. But a lot of people are changing, and I'm not going to call anybody out, but it's just kind of funny to me that there are so many uh, people going from school to school, and I guess, I don't, you know, I've got no commentary on it. I just thought it was an interesting observation on my part. So uh, without further ado, I want to get to the interview with Aaron Moo. No, dang it, I'm trying to rhyme. Sorry, Aaron Moore. Uh, again, this was a fun one. She's she's quite the character, uh, very funny uh, very easy to talk to. Um, I, I can imagine what her classroom is like, quite uh, filled with a lot of sarcasm and a lot of fun. Uh, and there's a reason she's been doing this for uh, 67 years now. So she's been in the classroom. That's right, 67 years. So there's a reason she's been so successful. Uh, 66 out of the 67. That first year, that was a doozy. But I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you guys are staying cool, hydrating, enjoying your summer uh, and those of you that uh, went to Texas Thespians PD, it was great to see you. It was truly amazing, a blessing, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this week's guest. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, leave a good five-star review, Miss Erin Moore. 
Well, I know that this normally starts with everybody saying like where they went to college, where they did everything. But um, I'm going to start with my theater background because it is way more interesting than just a laundry list of places where I've been and things I've done, um, in my opinion. So if, if that's okay with you. Oh, I got the thumbs up. Okay, yeah, th so, yeah, th sorry, thumbs up. <laughs> so um, I'm older probably than most of you. I think I probably could have taught you or your parents. And so being a little bit older, I come from a kind of a different world where theater was not something you would ever consider as a, as a job. Like unless you were an actor and then you were an actor. So you would definitely not something that somebody who was going to Catholic school, um, elementary school would want to do. But um, when I went to Catholic elementary school, we would do a play every year at Christmas time. You do a Christmas pageant. And my life goal was to be in the Christmas pageant with a speaking part instead of a singer. And if you've ever heard me sing, it tells you that whoever was directing those plays had no idea what they were doing because I was always put in a singing thing. And I never got the part because the part always went and forgive me if any of these people are listening to this, but I'm pretty sure they aren't. It always went to somebody who needed a self-esteem boost. And so because I was, I guess, energetic and happy, I never got the part. And it always went to like the quiet, weird kid. And I was the loud, weird kid. So I never really got that. But then finally, one year we had a talent show and everybody was like, okay, what do we do for the talent show? And I remember being in Sister Michelle's class. And so she's writing on the board and everybody is saying like, oh, this is my talent. This is my talent. And so, I mean, I probably listed like 10 things like, oh, I have a puppet like a turtle. I can do a show with that. And then it's like, oh, I can do my ballet routine from ballet class, you know, on and on. So finally, um, sister's like, Erin, um, why don't you do a skit? So we did a skit, long story short, I found my happy place. And I was so excited that I finally got to be on stage in the Kappa Gymatorium and have a part. And because, you know, you were writing your own, your own thing, which I've learned writing your own thing is really good. My part was really good. And I got the laughs and it was fun. And that's when I decided then that I was either going to be on Saturday Night Live, which I was not allowed to watch, or I was going to be on stage. So I became a teacher instead because it's kind of the combination of both. You stand up, you try to be humorous, you're kind of on the fly, but at the same time, you're also in front of people. So it's kind of like a good in-between for that. And so that worked for me to become a teacher. And then when I went to college, I kept taking theater classes because theater was fun. So I think I've taken acting classes at every college I've ever been to, even though I got my acting credits, you know, the first semester or first year just because it was so fascinating to me to learn people's stories, to see how stories came together and all that good stuff. So when I finally settled down and said, okay, I'm gonna become a teacher because I really was gonna be the next Oprah, but apparently that was not an option because I could really see me sitting there. This is, I know it's not, I know it's- Yeah, no, it's fine. It's all, we'll, we'll do some color commentating. <laughs> if you can imagine, so sitting there and asking people questions. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm generous and kind too, so I could give crap away. I mean, like Oprah would be the best job ever, but I realized that there's only one Oprah. So um, my parents were like, okay, we've got to at some point decide what you're going to do. So I'm like, okay, I'll be a teacher. Well, what are you going to teach? Well, I've taken a lot of theater classes. I'll teach theater. So that's how I became a theater teacher. It's a little bit different probably, or maybe similar to some people, but it's very, very much in that vein. And I mean, I love creating characters. I was like the weird person. Okay, I don't know why I keep saying I'm weird, but I think because all theater teachers yeah, probably are a little weird. Yeah. But I was a person who wherever we went, all of a sudden I'd be with my friends and I'd have a different accent when we'd meet somebody. Or I would just make up the weirdest stuff. Like I would just create this, this persona because I thought, well, I'm kind of boring. You know, Richmond, Texas, you know, lived in a subdivision, not, not much excitement there. So I would talk to people and they'd be like, well, you know, how are you doing? It's like, well, you know, I'm great. We just got back from Antarctica and it was a good trip with my family. And my friends are like, you haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> and I would just go on this long story and just, so then I would meet all these people. And back then you would give them your phone number. Like they wouldn't text you and you didn't just put in their phone or whatever. And so then, you know, a couple of weeks later, some kid would call you long distance, like excited because we, you know, they'd meet somebody who'd been to Antarctica and you're talking to them and they're like, so tell me more about Antarctica. And I'm like, I don't even know what I said the first time. So characters and developing characters is kind of second nature and kind of fun to me. I don't know. Yeah. Have you uh, created a stronger memory? Like is your memory brain better because you would create these characters and have to try to 
work through the lie, if you will? Um, I think so, because then you see people and you're like, oh, yeah, you're um, you're 1600 SAT. Okay, yeah, got you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just like, just random stuff. Whatever I was thinking about is kind of like what would come out. So, yeah, and then you see people and that's how, like, you would connect them. And I mean, you know, it's not like these people are people I was going to know for the rest of my life. You right. know, the people you run into at the mall or um, we'd go to Thespians, you know, in Nebraska. Right. Actually, it was in... Um, Muncie back then in Indiana and so every time you meet somebody different they'd be you'd give them like a different name and stuff and so by the end of the week you're like okay I don't even know who I am and my <laughs> so friends would be like God, you're, you're, you're married right yes so like you know, what, I'm only one person to him yeah okay that's what I was gonna say I was, I was gonna ask like what what type of stories has he heard <laughs> uh, but sometimes he'll laugh because he'll be like really but, is he ever yeah, witnessed like, I met him when is, I was in high school like he he knows the real me there's no right. there's nothing is he ever witness to your follies he was back before we started dating when we were just friends and he would just be like this girl's kind of fun, you know, it's kind of weird. And I didn't do it every single time, everywhere yeah, I sure. went. But you just yeah. never knew when I was going to like just have fun and just yeah. play. Yeah. I bet you were great at parties. <laughs> well, That's... I don't drink. So everybody yeah. has to well, have something to entertain people yeah, with. Yeah. You got to, yeah. You got to be able to, well, you got to entertain yourself too sometimes. Uh, exactly. When you're at those... Well, you can't really tell the difference between drunk people and me. So it's okay. You know? <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Let's I usually don't remember what I said or who I said it to. Yeah. I mean, I guess your liver is different than theirs. That would be one big difference. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Let's, let's <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, what, what do you, what would your like name have been if you were Oprah, if you were like the, uh, the other Oprah, would you have gone just by Aaron? Would you, I mean. Desiree Dubois. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you've thought about it. This fancy. I was hoping there'd be kind of a longer pause for you to think about it, but nope, you've thought about it. So uh, that's my fancy throw out name. What does that come know. from? It's like um, Regina Falange, you know, yeah. when she says that it's just like the name that I would always use. Desiree Dubois. Okay. So it's not like one of those, like the first pet and first street you lived on kind of thing. No, because um, we had a dog named dog. Oh, so I, I had a bunny, name, but the middle name would be Chantilly, which I think really has. Oh yeah. I had a bunny named Miss Bunny. So I get it. RIP Miss Bunny, but uh, yeah, really miss her. She was, she was a good bunny. What, uh, what type of jokes do you like tell in your classroom? I mean, do you just, do they just kind of come out or, or do you, do you like, you know, for me, sometimes I'll think, all right, I've got this. I hope I get set up for this yeah. particular uh, one-liner or this particular story or something, or do you just, does it just kind of regurgitate or both? It just comes out. You just yeah. never know what it's going to come out. Once in a while, I'll try to build something up, but you know, kids are unpredictable. Yeah. You can never count on them to give you what you need for that one-liner. Although I think back in the day of the day of D's nuts, I had a really good right. one. Oh yeah. My son was in my class and he's like, mom, don't ever do that again. Yeah. Oh, your son was, <laughs> well, it's like the Chuck Norris jokes too. It's, I mean, that was a huge thing. When I first started teaching, the Chuck Norris jokes were, like, I had a whole shirt of Chuck Norris jokes. Uh, so I, I get that, too. What? Uh, I started teaching with your mama, your mama jokes. With Oh, I was, like, with my mom. You Yeah, that would have yeah. been, yeah, that in the 70s. That's, I mean, yeah. you don't well, look. She's yeah. not a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you started teaching with your mama jokes. That's great. Uh, you should just say to kids, I started teaching with your mama. But, um, what, <laughs> well, because I did some of them, yeah, that's been true. Here 20 years. I've been teaching their mamas. Do have you taught any, any level other than high school? Um, no, I, okay. I did student teaching in junior high. Bless you, whoever teaches junior yeah. high, because those that, that they're weird, they're Different. like me, they're like making stuff up all the time, right? And then, um, but I am going to be teaching dual credit. Okay. So it's kind of halfway, like not teaching high school. Well, but it's, it's a level up. It's still going to be my college kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's going to be the high school kids, college level class. Could you see yourself teaching other levels, like lower levels, as <laughs> with your kind of sarcastic personality? No, I would be yeah. fired. Yeah, right. Okay. That's just, that's a, my mentality too, is like, I, I don't think this little, I, I think I'm going to hurt this nine-year-old's feelings. I don't think, like, and I, and I don't mean any ill will, but the sarcasm just doesn't read as well. <laughs> well, exactly. And like we do a kitty camp next week, we'll have the little, the ankle biters come. Yeah. And like they cry, they're, they're weird. They're just, they're, I don't, 
yeah. I, I'm nurturing and I, I'm loving and I'm caring, but it's it's just weird to me. Do like you, I I don't know how people teach junior high and how they teach those younger ones. Well, yeah, I mean, I my, either hug them or they smell and I want to walk away. Like there's no in between. Yeah, my wife my wife's been teaching middle school for a while, and she just got a job where she only teaches sixth and seventh, and she's excited because she doesn't want the eighth graders because she said they're just a whole different breed and which I, you know, sure, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Big fish, small pond. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you have, how many kids do you have? You have one, one son. I just have one. Just how, have one. when did he realize mom is kidding? Oh, I think early, early okay. on because okay. my whole family, we tell jokes and we yeah. do, I mean, okay. Like I've said that I make up these things. That was when I was younger. Like, well, I don't, I don't mean, uh, but you still make jokes. Like I'm not talking about yeah. like, like, like uh, different personalities. I'm talking about yeah. just sarcasm, different jokes. You know, no, I, I'm the oh, same way with my kids. Get-go. Okay. I come by it honestly. My dad tells the worst, best dad jokes ever. <laughs> you know, yeah. my husband's very sarcastic, so he's yeah. just used to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause it, cause it's ta- for my younger one, it's taken a little longer for her to understand daddy's kidding. Um, but my oldest one like that, I mean, you know, came out of the womb and was like, my dad's, uh, being a little sarcastic and I get it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So right. what do you like to direct comedies? Yes, I do. I, I well, I like to direct everything okay. except for, um, murder mysteries. Um, why, why what what horrible experience did you have with i shouldn't say murder mysteries what's it called where you throw popcorn i don't like popcorn oh the, yeah there's that there's a pocket sandwich theater up in dallas where you i know what you're talking about i don't i don't remember the the style but there's a name for it yeah, yeah, yeah. um obviously i don't teach that in my theater history class yeah, yeah. um boo hiss you know yeah Right. I'm not I'm not a big fan of that, but I do love I like physical comedy. I'm very visual. I I'm not auditory at all. I work okay. really hard on voices. I have to sit there after we do the physicality. I have to close my eyes and listen to them to actually because I'm too busy watching instead of right. listening. Right. And then if I don't fall asleep while they're doing their lines with my eyes closed, then I know they're doing them well. Why don't you just turn around? Because I'm sitting in a chair. Well, I mean, you can control that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, but whatever. I don't know how your theater's set up. So, <laughs> I mean, it's there were those fancy theaters with revolving seats. Well, I mean, you could stand up and turn around, or you could, I mean, I don't know if you've ever put a table in your theater or something like that, but because <laughs> but, I'm sitting down. Well, in Antarctica, the seats swivel. But <laughs> oh, right, right, right. It's very famous. No, but the, I never thought about turning around. I just because I'm, you know, I'm already thinking, and so I'll start watching them. I'll close my eyes. I'm like, okay, let me let me see how this is playing out. Let me listen to it and yeah. see if it sounds like it looks. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It makes total sense. But you you could like look up at your your technicians in the booth or something like that, and you know, see what they're. Well, then I'd be looking at them, and I'd be you know making faces right. or doing a puppet show yeah. over the seat. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> never mind. Forget my suggestion. <laughs> That's good. I'll try it. And let you know. What? I'll what's the? You. What's like? What's the, yeah, yeah, reach out to me and say, this was a horrible idea. I don't understand how you're doing theater. What's the hardest show you ever directed? Do you remember so far? Ooh, ooh, hard as in. I don't know. Most challenging maybe as a director. uh, Or Um, I know this sounds very ridiculous to say, but um, it's the show, the show that I just did, uh, Stoneface. Okay. Because I had to take what, how it was written, which is a great, it's okay. It's the story of Buster Keaton and um, his rise and fall. And you know how all those 1920s actors just went through like yeah. crazy because it was like a whole bunch of crazy GT kids let loose <laughs> in the prairie and let's yeah. make, let's create. Yeah. Um, so the way the script is written, there's film excerpts in the script. So there's supposed to be a giant screen on stage. And so at one point, the actor playing Buster Keaton is over here and he's acting. Then he takes a big step and he goes behind the screen and you see him stepping into this film. Wow. And so then you watch a film segment. So I had to, uh, as a director, I tried to figure out ways to create that film segment without using a film because we can't for you. Mm. So it was a lot of, it was great material and great story and great things happening, but it was, it just took a lot of creativity. And those are the shows that I love the most right. because, you know, you stay up all night, you think about it, you're just going to sleep. 
but then it's constantly recreating and changing and moving. Uh, Noise is Off is my favorite show ever. And, but that's, it's the same almost every time. Right. Because you have to be at this door for this to work. You have to be falling down the stairs for them to pick up the sardines. Right. You know, it's a little different. So, so that was your one act. Play. Why'd you choose that for the one act play then? Just because it, because it would challenge you? Because I, I like the story. I like the characters. Um, and I, I just had the kids for it. And it's hard, you know, yeah. when you're trying to find something that fits your kiddos, you can look at a million shows. And I felt like there's a lot of pressure this year to, um, I didn't really care about like, you know, social distancing or COVID or that kind of stuff. But I really felt like there was a little bit of um, political pressure to make the best choices for all students. Right. And so that kind of, that took me aback because in trying to give something to every student, I, I read more plays than I usually read. Yeah. And I felt like I was reading more plays just for specific, specific students in mind instead of something that could go any, any direction. And I prefer a play that can go any direction. And that's how, that's what I feel about this particular show is that, you know, Buster Keaton can be, I have, you know, you try to glorify your seniors a little bit. And so I have like three senior boys. I'm like, well, any of the three could play Buster Keaton. Any of the three could play young Buster Keaton. Any of the three could play Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. So it's just, it felt like it was a good choice. How'd you, how'd you end up? I, my apologies for not seeing your show. You know, I, I uh, didn't get invited, oh. but um, how would you, as she sips from her glass, uh, there's the play by play. So, so I know, well, that's why I have to narrate. Um, but, uh, how did you, how did you, how did you end up solving the problem? How did you end up, uh, getting, cause, cause you're not, is the normal thing in that show to show the actual movie clip or is the normal? Yes. Okay. So yes. how, what did you end so, up doing? Well, for some of them, we kind of just recreated the movie clip live. Okay. And so for that, for, okay, so if they were, so if it was as if you're the audience member and you're watching a movie clip, then we ran the music from back of house with like the, yeah. you know, the movie. The real spinning. Sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would Jamie do that again? Because yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, with the clicking sound. And so, and then we'd have front of stage lights that would flicker a little bit. So it would have the, the effect gotcha. of watching an old movie and they, and the kids sped it up like 1.5 to, um, to look faster, to look like it was a movie. Yeah. And then it would stop and switch to music coming from back of stage and lighting and physicality would change and everything so that you would yeah. know the difference. So we recreated that. And then some of it was a lot of creative, just creative movement in general. Right. Which I love. Oh, it's just so much fun did to you, do. Did you happen to just, did you happen to send in to Paula asking permission to show the actual film? Please say you yes. did. Yes. Did you really? Yes. Oh. I asked for permission to create <laughs> our own version. Oh, so you, so because not. You can't okay. show. I know, but I thought maybe, you know, there was one year that I got away with putting 11 lights on stage, you know, because of the way I worded the, per, or the, the request and well, I think I started to and I looked at it and the more I thought about it the more I did not want to show with a giant screen in the middle right and okay. even though that is inherent and we did do projections but we projected like title cards from old movies mm -hmm. and um, we just did on the back wall of the theater okay of the stage so we opened all the curtains up so it's like a movie lot and That's then fun. you would it would just be projected on the back wall it's kind of okay. cool all right. Well. Except for when we got to a site and we had to, t to move all the UIL pieces, take all the signs down and everything during our seven minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's on you again. That's <laughs> You chose that. You chose that life. We took pictures and we put it back. It was great. <laughs> so we were like, this we're, is what you're doing. I guess we're, we're using every cell so on your form. You're like, do I use it? am I using every piece or am I not using every piece? <laughs> where, where did you go to school? You never said that. Uh, high school. Uh, high school? Yeah. Lamar Consolidated. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you are from the, you're like born and raised Richmond area. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. As, uh, I went to Lamar Consolidated. I went to uh, SFA for a year. I went to Wharton Junior College under Kathy Hooper for a year. And then I finished at the University of Houston. Okay. When were, you, when were you at UH? Yeah, go Cougs. Yeah, come on, get it. <laughs> yeah. Now you're just flashing gang symbols. <laughs> These are silly gang symbols. Were you at UH the uh, late 90s? Early 90s. Early 90s. I, Oh, when welcome. I went to U of you're H, yeah. um, and I went, uh, that, by then I knew I was going to be a theater teacher, yeah, because uh, Kathy Huber like helped push that because yeah. she's just she's okay, so yeah, sure. I, I like her. She's she'll do. <laughs> um, and so when 
I went to U of H and I'm like, okay, I'm going to major in theater. And so I go and talk to um, is it Cecil Pickett, I guess. No, Sidney Berger yeah, at the time. Yeah, and he's Berger. like, well, then you have to go over to education. Yeah. So I went over to education and I'm like, hey, I'm going to major in theater, you know, be a teacher. And they're like, oh, You're what's good. your minor going to be? And it's like speech. Okay, go over there. Yeah. Like, and when, so it finally boiled down to they hadn't had a theater ed major in like nine years, but they had it in the book still. Right. So it was kind of cool because I got to create my own program, but it's kind of bad because I created my own program. So I didn't take anything I didn't like. Right. Yeah. And like oh, yeah. Um, so you don't like lighting. I love lighting. I oh. love the way it looks. No, it's I, on record now. I'm not yeah. wired. Get it wired. <laughs> I am not wired that way. Yeah. So that's how, and that's probably um, like one of the great benefits of being friends with Tim Monroe yeah. is that I'm not wired that way. And so I'll call him and I'll say, okay, this is what I want to do. Right. And he'll say, well, the thing is, you've got to do this. Yeah. Or do you have this? And I'm like, no, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so. and then it gets more confusing. Uh, yeah. When he starts using all that, uh, all that language that he's got in his brain. Yeah. And it yeah. Just, like yeah. words like Fresnel and yeah, LED. Right. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Who knows that stuff? Um, gels, yeah. I know what gels are. Yeah. We don't use them anymore. Yeah. We have LED lighting. Well, a tornado landed on our school. A to- okay. There's a story as she takes yeah, another sip from. <laughs> a okay, so, this is, so picture it, Seely. Yeah. 2017, yeah. 19, I don't know what year it was. And so we're having senior awards night at the end of the year in the auditorium. So, you know, like, I don't know, 500 people in the auditorium. And a tornado comes through town, but it's called a microburst. And I mean, I could probably bore you with the details, but I don't know them. And it's basically when a tornado lands, it stops. And so it stopped on top of our auditorium. Wow. For I don't know how long. I mean, those of us in there, it was like six hours. Right. It might have been two minutes. But there's actually pictures, um, you know, on the school cameras of like one lady was trying to get in. And as she was like, her legs are flying up and wow. she's, she can't get the door open. And so then it's like five people pushing the door to pull her in and get her in and stuff. So it was kind of, and no one was hurt. A lot of people lost their homes. Um, but there were there was no no loss of life, which is really good. Yeah. Because everybody, it was like six fifty five, so everybody was about ten minutes away from it being a disaster. Because our event started at seven, so people were already in the auditorium. The little league park, which is nearby us, um, their their alarms went off and stuff, so they kicked everybody out at like six forty. So everybody was in safety at the time, right. which is pretty pretty crazy. Wow. And uh, so it tore off the strip. Um, you know how your building is tall and then it's you know where the theater is, that's how yeah. we always know, and then there's the flat. Yeah. So it tore this strip connecting. Okay. And so we're in the auditorium and uh, and there's kids on stage and they're looking up at the catwalk and water just starts coming down. And then my room's connected to it, and so we open the, this closet in my room and the water comes at you like a waterfall. Like it was the craziest thing. Wow. So everybody's in there and they're pulling because, of course, that's where we store, you know, our extra lighting equipment and sound stuff. And so everybody's pulling it out and things like that. So long story short, we had a microburst. So what what ended up resulting from that? Like a new theater or I mean, like what ended up happening? Um, Roof repairs, which our roof had leaked already. So that was good. Um, It still leaks sometimes, but I think almost all auditoriums. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You got to have one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I think it's from the flashing or what have you. Yeah. Um, But our financial gain from it was uh we got new lighting and we got led lighting on our catwalk which is really nice yeah by the way if you don't know what flashing is uh people listening it is not when you lift your shirt up (laughs) you got excited for a second didn't you you saw my arms moving you were scared you know i just recently i mean i knew what flashing was before but we uh you know we're buying a house up in the tomball area and the roof had to be replaced uh luckily we didn't have to pay for it but the roof had to be replaced. And one of the big things was the flashing. And I was like, the flashing? Oh, yeah, right. The fla-, You know, that kind of... So I, I'm very... Uh, it's very fresh on my mind, the the flashing. So, yes. But when we're speaking of theater, sometimes it's a different uh, <laughs> definition. So, <laughs> so that's when good. you're speaking to Aaron Moore, sometimes it's yeah, a little different. Yeah, right. So right. I get that. So what is, um, what is the best uh, uh, experience you've had with one-act play? Being a Texas theater teacher. Um, everybody, everybody has to flex a little bit, you know, you gotta, like I, my favorite shirt that I really want to still, I still want to make it, it says zone or bust. And 
you know, now that I'm going into the private school sector, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you want to print it, if your kids will understand it uh, and take the joke, then by all means, you can have it. Uh, but it is trademark, so it's a lot of money for me. So anyway, continue. We don't have zone out here. So you probably have to be by this. That's even, more, that's even more reason why it would work. <laughs> we've already, be like zone. We've already advanced. Yeah, yeah. Well, it happens. Um, shoot, I don't know. I think that... Like there's every, every year, every kid I look at that's gone through our program, yeah. you know, is a story and is an adventure and is something like moments, you know, like, I, I don't know. I live for those moments when you're just sitting there and you're in the auditorium, the kids are around and you know, that moment where it just feels like happiness. Right. And sometimes something's going on on stage. Sometimes you're taking a drink break. Sometimes it's in the middle of the worst you know, episode of someone's meltdown or something, and you just kind of laugh afterwards, you know, it's those moments. And so I, I think that putting a best and worst on it is terrible because every moment, yeah. well, every show has moments that yeah. are just so incredible. And sometimes you'll forget about them. And then I'll see that the kid or somebody will be going and looking through costumes, and they'll bring a costume down. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I remember when Susie wore that and you <laughs> yeah. know, this happened. So yeah. I don't know, like, I can't say there's a best. It's yeah, just, everything's okay. good. You're allowed to not answer the question. It's fine. Um, <laughs> what, <was> so long. <laughs> what, what about your, uh, I've asked this before and I, I try to always, every time I ask it, I'm wondering how can I make this eloquent? And it never comes out eloquent. But is there a student, you don't have to name names, but is there a student who surprised you once they left your uh, your department in what they ended up doing outside of school, outside of high school? Like you thought, like I've got a, I've got a couple kids where I didn't I, I admittingly I thought, man, they're gonna they're gonna have a tough tough time outside of school and. And then they end up just shooting up. Uh, I've got one in particular I can think of that she's C her. Well, I say CEO, but she runs her own company and it's successful and all this kind of stuff that she created. And I would have never, ever, ever in a million years thought that that's what this student would be doing. So is there, do you have an example of that from, from your extensive background <laughs> in education? Uh, no. Okay. That's, that's Okay. You no, think highly like I, of your students. That's I don't okay. know because I I think of what we do as training kids to run the world. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can run a show, if you can run a talent show, if you can run a theater kids camp, then you can do anything. Right. So, I mean, I have kids that surprise me right now. Uh, one of our my former students who was super, super quiet and was this good artist and got an art degree. So I convinced her to come back and teach art. And now she's working with us. So it's like, every, you know, it surprises me when I see her teaching because she was always She's so quiet. So, so yeah. it's little things like that. Yeah. Okay. Like I have one of my students is, um, I don't know, he does sports like ESPN sports commentating and stuff. And I mean, he was a great kid. So I expected him to do that. You know, I don't know. I guess I just always expect my kids to grow and to keep growing. So I don't, so it doesn't surprise me. It makes me proud and it makes me happy to see. Yeah. I think what I enjoy more is seeing them be happy. Right. Yeah, and, you I, know, that's what I noticed. Like, I, I like I will see somebody and I'm like, man, he's, he's selling real estate now. He's he really loves it. I can see him doing that. What a great career choice. So it's more that than like them rising above what I expected. OK, I just I set my my standards really low that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that way I get very surprised and I'm just so excited to see them, uh, you know, nothing against burger flippers at McDonald's, but if, if my standard is really super low, then if you're a burger flipper at McDonald's, you've succeeded in my opinion. So. Well, that's very, burger flippers are very important in my life. So. I, yeah, I yeah. Where's, where's the, where's your, where's the best burger? What's the best burger you've ever had? Um, best I, ha I have an answer. Place uh, I, I know the right answer, by the way. <laughs> but, I'm not go. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you yet. I don't want to jade your your opinion. <laughs> you talking about a, like a fancy burger? I like know. I don't eat fancy burgers. Yeah, I don't eat. Most, I'm not a big fancy burger. Fancy. I ever had was in Africa at sixty five dollars for a burger. <laughs> is this is that real, Aaron, or is that? Yeah, uh, that's okay, real. Okay, okay. Like, I, have been to Africa. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. The best burger I've ever had was in Antarctica. 
uh, 37 years ago. You don't need that. But it's so weird because like my neighbors in Antarctica were really into that. And so, and here I am trying to be a conservationist, but like, you know, you yeah. want to be nice to the neighbors. It's just right. really awkward. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Polar bears, um, very chewy. Yeah. Anyway, continue. But uh, I don't know, like, I like to go to a dive and yep. get a burger with all kinds of stuff piled on top, top that I'm not expecting. And then I tell them, well, I don't want that because I don't expect it. <laughs> but pretty much any burger that does not have onions or mayonnaise, I'm a fan of. Good. Have you, uh, have you ever had a tornado burger? No, I haven't. What's a tornado? Burger? I don't mean to bring up old memories, uh, and that's kind of topical, I guess, because we just talked about a tornado five minutes ago. But no, Tornado Burger is uh, not too far from wh- where you grew up, but it's uh, it's like Murphy Road and ninety ish. So um, if you can remember where that is, but there 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 was a Luby's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Tornado Burger. It is. You got to get the the spicy double if you like a little bit of heat. It's not very hot, but uh, so that's the name of the joint. It's a tornado burger. Tornado joint? burger, yeah. You got to try it. Check it to, out. Yeah, the fries are worth it too. So anyway, but it's again, it's it's not a, you know, it's it doesn't have the gold leaf on it or anything like that. Is mm-hmm. it's it's sloppy, but it's it's delicious. So I might go get one after this, but um, <clears throat> that's go good. Meet to, Blake Weir up there, go get you one. What's that? It's down the road from Blake Weir. Oh, yes, there? yes. It is yeah. down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is right down the road from him. So, uh, which, you know, I don't understand how he doesn't eat there every day, but good for him. You know, it's fine. He's, he's that's a good... That's why he's slim. He's a... Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him eat. Uh, I don't... Well, I well, he's a redhead, so I don't know if they have to eat, so... Uh, <laughs> I hope he's listening to me. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, I'll be like, Blake, I talked about you, and he's like, oh, did you talk about how incredible and blah, blah, blah? Yes. Yeah, sure, sure. Just listen, buddy. <laughs> Just <laughs> listen at three point two two. Yeah, yeah. What uh, What are you drinking right now? I am drinking um, Crystal Light uh, Strawberry. You know what you're supposed to call that, right? Like if you're classy broad, you call it Crystal Light. Crystal Light. Yeah. Crystal Light out, out of a Tiger Stage Company. There you go. That's yeah. a That's a nice little cup. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is a graduate that I'm proud of because she has this business that makes these like, uh, what is that? Uh, the, the cricket type thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a, <clears throat> I don't know. It's a metallic tumbler, but let me tell you what this girl. Okay. So she was a race car driver. What? And <laughs> okay. Now she, her family owns this. It's called Boomberas. I went, you know, yeah. maybe they'll give me five. Shout out. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's a car shop and they do sports cars and stuff like that. So I guess it's just natural that she would also make these fancy metallic tumblers. Which happen to not fit in the cup holders inside those cars. Those... I don't think they have cup holders in those cars. Well, that's, see, here's the thing with you, Aaron. I'm not going to lie. You started this conversation with, I grew up lying to people. <laughs> and now, so I feel like every time you tell a, a truthful story, you have to hold up your right hand or. <laughs> or okay, I don't know my right from my left. Okay. okay there. The one you yeah. have your ring on is your left. Well, oh, you have a ring on both. Oh man. Yeah. You are classy. Christelle. Yeah. What, what does your husband do? He works for Chevron. Okay. Um, when Chevron finds, this is my, in a nutshell, when Chevron finds a bunch of oil, they have to build a city. So that's what he does. He builds a city. So right now he's working in Kazakhstan off the Caspian Sea. Wait, when they, For real. when they find, oh, I see what you're saying when they're, when they're mining or when they're, what is it called? Uh well, not fracking. That's uh, but when they're when they're searching yeah, for oil, they make oil. They make yeah. it. I don't know. But they but when they find it, they literally have to set up camp. Like like yes oh, okay. yes okay. So um, his camp is called not Caspies Tengiz. That's where he is right now. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's uh. So is he and is he an engineer? He is a um. His degrees are in architecture and construction management. Okay. Okay. And then. He is LEED certified, which means that he can make it green. Oh, cool. So okay. he's one of those fir- the first people to do that back when that happened right when he was finishing um, architecture school. Okay. And so they're like, hey, you should get this LEED certification. So he went to Oregon and got LEED certified. Of course, it, of course it was in Oregon. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Yeah. But you know what? It was before I knew about roll-off farms. Otherwise, I would have gone. Yeah. I mean, the roll-offs were yeah. a lot of things. So. Well, that's, that's a cool job. I mean, it is. It's really, it's really good. And so he's one of those people who's here a month and then he goes a month right. and he's, he's back and forth, but he was home for um, a year 
Okay. And because of with, COVID, uh, the COVID shutdowns, yeah. traveling shutdowns. Was that was that a weird adjustment? No, not really. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good situation for us because when he's home, like my focus is really on home and getting home and doing things. But when he's gone, then I can be the workaholic that I right. I am without feeling guilty. Right. So, but when, it was just it was nice to have him home. It really yeah. was. Yeah, I know when I when I was in my touring days. Um, when I would come home, it like ruined the, what was happening at the house. Like, cause I had my own, uh, set of, of living rules. Right. And then my wife is like, no, you, this is not how it works in our house. <laughs> Can you <laughs> Yeah, the leave? dynamic changes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's worked really, it works really well for us. So yeah. that was good. And my son, um, he was in college, his second year of college. So he was home. So we were all home, which was really good. That's good. What, uh, has your husband ever helped construct scenery? Yes. And is, does that become a problem because he wants to build things to like last forever and you're like, no, because he understands, okay, he, he okay. knows what he's dealing with. Okay. And, um, so if I, if I get stuck with something, he'll come up and look at it, but he's very much like, that's your world. This is my world. Right. Like he's, he doesn't infringe and he doesn't think that he has to do stuff. Right. So sometimes I'm like, can you please come look at it? Please, right. please, please. And then he'll like, okay, I'll come look. What? Um, yeah. I've had parents that have, been more adamant about the uh, structure than my husband. I got you. Yeah, yeah, because they're not as well. Your you said you and your husband have known each other since high school, right? Yes. So he, he's kind of known you're in in this theatrical world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knew who he was getting. Yeah, the the one of the most difficult things I've ever had to strike were bunk beds built for Annie, the show, not for like some random girl, <laughs> but. Uh, and they were built by an architect and he built, he built, they were great bunk beds, great bunk beds. They're beautiful. They're going to last forever. Not for theater. Yeah. They were just <laughs> very heavy. You know, they could tap dance on them if they wanted to and they wouldn't go anywhere, but uh, we didn't need to keep them. And so they were, but they were very difficult to strike. Yeah. I just remember that. Very I, well. I have the parents that, that like to help. And that's great. One time I was doing noises off the first time I did it at Waller high school and which is near where you're going to live near yeah, Tumble. Yeah. And the, so we took a break and we came back and there was a dad helping. He's like, Hey, I'll fix your problem. I said, <laughs> what problem? And he said, well, you know how, like it was, it didn't all connect everywhere. And he, so he took a nail gun, not, not a Brad nailer, but a nail gun and he nailed it all together. So it wouldn't come apart. So we couldn't turn it around. So, yes. <laughs> that's that's rehearsal. Yeah, that's great. So did you know you could do that show without turning the set around? <laughs> did you end up fixing it or did you just not? No, it was with a nail gun. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It wasn't screwed in. It was like, ching, yeah. ching, ching, ching. He's like, it's not going to move. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's great. Thought. Thank you, sir. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's one of those, that's one of those moments you just have to kind of, uh-oh, well. <laughs> I it's appreciate like, you know your work. Help. We did on Act Two. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Still flies with Act One, a little bit of Act Two lines, and Act Three. It's it flies. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, great show without Act Two. Um, makes total sense. So, uh, well, that's I good. For one act play without all of Act Two. So. Did you really? Yeah, I went to alternate to state. See, you would. I feel like you would be one of these people that would go along with my idea of doing. Like I've always talked to Bobby Ramirez about doing something where. I do act one of a show, you do act two of a show, of the same show, and then it, w when we're competing, I don't know the order, so maybe your your show goes up first and people are really confused. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe it works out, but uh, I've always wanted to just, just like do that because there's no rule that says you can't do that as long as it's 40 minutes or less. You know, there, there's, I don't know, it'd just be kind of interesting and fun just to see uh, how, how that would end up working out. <laughs> I thought you were saying like a progressive theater. So like oh. come to my school and we'll do act one. Then we'll drive over to your school for act two. I'm talking then we'll about, drive over here for a different act. I'm talking about one act play. Like I'm talking about competition, UIL, at zone or district. You know, I I do the first act of Noises Off. You do the second act. And then another school does the third act kind of thing. And we just... Again, you don't know the you don't know the order when you commit to this. Maybe maybe you do, uh, but uh, anyway, it's just a just an idea I'm throwing out there. Again, going to private school, I don't have to. Where are you going? Which school? Uh, the John the John Cooper School. John Cooper the John yeah. Cooper School. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know if that's how everybody no, introduces. Yeah, I don't. 
It's more John Cooper school. Yeah. <laughs> John, John Cooper school. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I have a friend that taught at the Woodlands ages ago. Well, Carlin Gilseth. Yeah, you know I know Carlin. Yeah. And um, one time I was at some workshop he was doing in Huntsville. And he said, the, the weird thing about the Woodlands is nobody in the Woodlands is from Texas. Right. Now, this was 25 years ago. So probably by now they've lived here long enough and had their kids. I, so the kids are from there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still, yeah, the, 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 the parents, the adults are, are not, uh, it's not all that they're not from Texas. They're just not from Houston. Like they're just not from this area. So mm-hmm. there are quite a few Dallasites, uh, you know, so the, which I have found to be very true, but yeah, there are a lot of people there that are not originally from Texas. Their children are the first generation. So Katie yeah. is like that too. Yes. Katie but, is very much like that. People will be like, Oh, but you, you're from there. I'm like, well, I'm not from here. I'm from Fort Bend County though. You yeah. know, right down the road. And they're like, Oh, well, old Katie is all Texas. <laughs> No. Well, but it's also five square miles. I mean, yes, right, right. My living room is bigger than old Katie, but they are all 100%. They were here during like the, the American revolution, probably. So, they grew rice. Yes. They know. <laughs> yes. They know you don't put subdivisions in a rice field. Right, right, right. That's uh, how you know people are new. If they live in a, in a subdivision that used to be a rice field, you're like, dude, you're going to flood. Yeah. Flood. Right. Good luck. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's Meyerland right now. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. Uh, so going back to, <laughs> that was good. That was a good little, that was good banter. I, I, I want banter. What's that? That was good. Well, my grandpa was a farmer. So in Fort Bend County. So every like great woods, a big subdivision. Yeah. He's like, well, they built on the river over there. Everybody knows it floods. Right. It, you know, what, what did he farm? Um, cotton. Okay. Lots of cotton, corn, maize. See, I don't and know what rancher. grows here. He's a rancher too. Okay. Yeah, I, I've never carbs, 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 carbs. <laughs> steak and potatoes. <laughs> yes. steak, potatoes, corn. Right. What more, okay. what more did you ask? And cotton. So, you yeah, know. that's so Texas. Uh, my okay. favorite. So I um I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know your husband's not there. I know you're you 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 don't have, yeah you don't have anything keeping you busy, but I do. I'm super busy. <laughs> Um, I've got some PlayStation games I need to play, but, uh, I, I want to ask a couple more questions okay. <laughs> regarding your education and stuff. Um, when you graduated college, you went straight into teaching. Yes, I did. Were you, how was your first year teaching, uh, compared to what you thought it might be like, like, were you just, at what point did you think I made a big mistake or I'm so overwhelmed or. Um, what in the hell did I get myself into? Dr. Berger was right. I should have stayed in theater. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not that person. So, but I, I remember like probably one of the, the first day of school, the, like the first week of school, a kid threw up in my room and I'm like, what the hell? I'm teaching high school. Why are you throwing up? Yeah. So that was probably the first time when I was like, oh, this isn't going to be as easy as I thought it was. Yeah. But and it was very it was a cool existence because back then you're in a small town. I was in Waller, Texas, and there was so much freedom and so much like, hey, we're going to sit around. We're going to talk about this. So we're going to do this, you know, and I don't know. It was it was a lot of coolness. Now, I didn't realize the number of the amount of hours I was going to teach because in smaller schools, I don't know if you ever taught in a smaller school. But the way the world works is after school is athletics and then the arts come after that. So our rehearsal time was seven to nine every night. So then, so I'd leave the house in the morning and get to school and then I'd have to stay there because I lived um, almost an hour away and not getting home till nine at night. And then I was also coaching speech and debate back then because that's what we did. And then on weekends, you know, you would get home from a tournament at, like on Friday night at 10 30 or 11 o'clock and then you have to leave at five the next morning and then get home that night at midnight. So it's crazy. Yeah. The amount of time was, I think the biggest, the biggest shocker for me. And so based on the timeline, uh, so you had a little baby at home, uh, pretty early in your, in your, well, and when you started teaching, you just said I've been you, teaching 28 years and my son oh, t- is okay. 19. Why did I think you said 20 earlier? Um, okay. Years in oh, okay. 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 So when you started at Sealy, that's mm-hmm. when, that's when baby, uh, yeah. kind of started, uh, rearing its ugly head. Yeah. 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 Well, but he, we had a playpen in the rehearsal, you know, and he would start yes. picking up from daycare because we're still, I mean, there's time, like I still have to work around athletics during the yeah. fall. 
Yeah. And so I would pick him up from daycare and then he would come to school. And so he had a playpen, he had toys. Yeah. Um, I think that's why he has such good comic timing. Right. Because <laughs> he grew up around that and around teenagers. And I mean, he was eight years old and dropping, that's what she said. Like, yeah. Get in the back seat. Well, that's what she said. Yeah. Okay, stop. That's a good kid. <laughs> so we got to play poker, all these things that he, you know, from the crew kids, all things that they learned. But yeah. So then what would you tell somebody uh, going into their first year now? So, you know, education has kind of changed a little bit. Um, and and I, I just talked to somebody not too long ago that was like, yeah, I just finished my second year of teaching. So they haven't had like a real year yet uh, because last year or two years ago, they'd shut down uh, late in the year. And then the, this past year, we really just didn't have an authentic year. Uh, what would you tell somebody that's going kind of in their first year now, uh, getting ready to take that dive. For instance, Tim Unro's son, uh, Nathan is, you know, Nate is about to, to jump in first year. Uh, if he was sitting right in front of you, even though he's smarter than both of us combined, what would exactly. you, yeah. What would you tell a kid like that right now? Well, I'd look up cause he's tall <laughs> and I would say, yeah. um, well, Nathan, you luckily he see he grew up with the background of Education. theater and theater teaching as a job yeah and it's your career and it's i mean not as a job but as a career okay and he's I a bad so example don't times you people come in now and they think it's a job so they're like okay well i'll be done at three i'll be done at four yeah oh what do you mean i don't have weekends off i think if i was talking to a new teacher i would definitely tell them to prepare yourself but you are the workaround yeah you have to work around everybody else they're not going to work around you as long as you're in texas and I don't know many schools that do do that. Now, I know if when you're at a bigger school, it's it's totally different. It's a totally different animal. But if you're a 4A or under, you're going to, people are, you know, you you have to be prepared to do the time. Yeah. But not to make that your goal. Like you don't want to, there's no award for the person who worked the most hours after school. Right. Work smarter, not harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then I want to get you out of here on this. I've never done this with somebody before, so I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Uh, I w- tell me your best cleanest not going to get you fired joke that you have in your repertoire and i'll take well i mean not like i don't want like horribly dirty you can cuss but i but i don't want like i just yeah okay (laughs) yeah okay Okay. so um this uh little boy uh called the called the no let me try again let me try again yeah i'll put the i'll put the rewind sound effect in right now Yeah. <laughs> I did that. See, not auditory. Um, okay. So the, somebody calls the house and a little boy answers the phone and um, it's a sales call. And they're like, well, hello, how are you? And he's like, I'm fine. And they said, okay, well, um, is your mom here? Yes. Can I speak to her? No, she's busy. Okay. Is your daddy there? Yes. Can I speak to him? No, he's busy. Is anybody else there? The police are here. They are. Yes. Can I speak to them? No, they're busy. What is going on? What is everybody doing? Looking for me. <laughs> there you go. Isn't that cute? That is cute. Minor Wisdom.